Heaps started. Heaps started. How about now? Uh, maybe. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. My name's Gabor. <laughs> that's going to be one of the weirdest starts to yeah. our podcast so far. <laughs> but that's how we hey, roll, welcome man. welcome along, people. Yeah. Welcome along. Hope you're doing well. Um, this is another episode of the Crazy Name Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Going to hang out, talk, talk some gear. You know, shoot the shizzle. The shizzle, lovely. Yep, uh, that's a um, G-rated term. Is it okay? Uh, what episode is it? <laughs> Hang on, I, I've got to check it out. I'm always. I should do this stuff before we press record, but that that then it, it you know when we start doing a podcast and people listen to it, they th- they think that we're actually you know prepared and know what we're doing, and we don't want to yep. give them the illusion of that. So this is episode ninety four. <laughs> Welcome to episode ninety four. <laughs> oh, I was about to guess ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Well, there you go. Welcome yeah. to episode 94. We're coming close to 100. We've got to do like a big shindig or something oh. for a, for the that 100th episode. Yeah, let's have a barbecue. Sure. Um, I've, I've, through <laughs> through the internet or? <laughs> no, just at my house. Okay. No one else can come. <laughs> um, well, I was actually thinking because the 100th episode, I think is in September sometime. If we, you know, if, if, if everything stays on set schedule. And that's mm-hmm. almost a one year anniversary of... Um, um, 42 Gear Street and I think there is possibly some sort of an online version of 42 Gear Street happening so I thought maybe for the 100th episode maybe we'll see if some of the other guys that were there last year could be available and we could do like a big chatty chat thing that sounds fun like a hangout yeah. something like that let's do that uh, yeah yeah um, yeah cool Chatty chat. <laughs> Chatty chat thing. That's technical terms. So, uh, Alex, yeah. what's new with you? Oh, actually, I should, again, mention that before we um, before we get into this. Uh, while you're listening to this, you lovely people out there or wherever you are in the world, why not uh, take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this? And uh, you can email to us. Uh, you can post it on our social medias. There should be links to everything below in the description. Uh, you can email it to us at superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com or you can go to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show uh, Facebook thing or Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Gear Chat, or whatever it is, Super Fun Awesome Gear Chat, whatever it's called, yep. our, our um, Facebook group uh, or go to Instagram and send it to us. You don't have to be in a photo. You don't have to, you know, just let us know where you are in the world and what you're doing and let us know actually what do you want us to do for the 100th episode. Uh, is there anything you would like mm. to see or hear or, you know, what about a clip show of the best of, the greatest hits? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like a Simpsons clip show. <laughs> like a Simpsons clip show. And uh, another shout out. If hundred, you, sorry? 128th episode spectacular. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, the KKK yes. crusted a clown comeback, comeback special. special. <laughs> 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 True. Um, oh, I should watch those again. And another big shout out to uh, Matt, Matt Wakeling from um, the Guitar Speak podcast. Uh, he messaged me the other day and he said he was listening to the podcast and uh, he was just about to take a photo. He was shopping. He was in the uh, supermarket shopping and he was just about to take a photo of um, his trolley, I think. And that's he did send me a picture Hi. of his trolley. Uh, and he said, and then he heard his name in a shout out. So hello again, Matt. Um, uh, and thanks for listening, and thanks thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so that's that's a formalities yeah. anyway. So, uh, Alex, what's new with you? Hmm. 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 It's probably new things. Um, no new toys. 
That's boring. At the moment. Um, I've done some recording. Re- recording? <laughs> yeah, yeah, done, done some recording lately um, with our mate um, Dan Horn, who's oh. been on the channel doing the harmonica. He, he came came for the love but stayed for Demo. the beer. Yes, that's right. And on my mind, it's pretty around here. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good here. <laughs> pretty good here, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Which is a crappy slogan. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's got asked to do another jingle type song for a tourism um, oh wow okay so he, he might become the jingle guy yeah so we should we should clarify yeah. this. so dan um, we do have a podcast out with dan i'm not sure what episode it is but dan horn check it out um he won a competition here there's locally where actually really locally to where i live there's a a, a small brewery uh Umundi brewery Umundi beer um and they had a competition for a jingle and he won it and that's what mm, we're saying. That's, that's a chorus of the song. Is um, my kids keep singing it. That um, oh really? Um, <laughs> came for the love, stayed for the beer. Oh my mind is pretty good here. <laughs> that's what it is, isn't yep. it? <laughs> Did you you recorded that was the you recorded yeah. that didn't you? Yeah, but that was the crappy slogan that you had to use. It's pretty good here. Yeah, like it's not very ambitious, is it? No. And wasn't it came mm, for the love and good. stayed for the beer? Didn't wasn't that? Didn't you have to have that in there as well? No, I think that was his line. Oh, was that his line? Okay. Yeah. Came for the love, straight for the beer. Oh, my mind's pretty good here. <laughs> yeah, it's catchy, hey. My kids. And it was done done with a um, radio station. So people voted through the radio station yeah. and they played all the, yeah. the top 10 contestants. And, yeah. It's funny because we, so, um, yeah. when I found out that Dan won it and I said, oh, that's a friend of mine, you know, and um, I played the song to the kids and for a couple of days they were jumping around and singing it and then Dan had a... <laughs> Uh, a pedal of mine and he dropped it back and the kids were like oh who's that and i said oh dan you know the guy won the 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 jingle for the beer thing uh-huh. and they were jumping around going came for the love instead for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it is funny yeah when a six-year-old yeah, jumps around and the, singing he, yeah, she came for girls. the love instead for the beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but something i learned i learned a very cool trick you probably already know this but i just never had Really, I never had the use for it, but I wanted an arpeggiator synth type thing. Ah. That's why I messaged you, but I ended up yeah. working it out. So in the Logic session, Logic Pro X, I wanted we wanted to keep it fairly light and poppy because it's like a beachy tourism ad jingle. So, okay. So there's kind of like upbeat acoustic guitar and kind of poppy indie drums and samples and things. And I wanted kind of like a like a, one of those marimba type synths, you know, the okay. yeah. thing that's in every pop song. And um, so wanted something like that, but like, kind of like an arpeggiated version rather than just a played on a MIDI keyboard. Yep. Turns out there's an amazing arpeggiator in Logic built in. There's lots built into Logic, yeah. Yeah. Did Did you know about that? Um, I think I knew about it. I never used it, but I think I, kn- I knew there was there's yeah. one in there. Well, when you open a software instrument channel, like a new track, and it comes up with you, you might plug it, put a plug in like what a stock synth or whatever it is. Yeah. And and above that, there is, there is something called I can't do it because we're recording to Logic now, but it's called like MIDI insert or MIDI something. Okay. And and you can put it in there so you can make any software instrument. Arpeggiated. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, maybe I didn't quite know yeah. about that, no. Yeah, I mean, I've never really used it. And um, it's pretty cool, the stuff that when you kind of need stuff like tools like this, they're usually in your DAW somewhere. Well, Logic especially, there's so. tons of stuff in Logic. I mean, there's heaps of stuff mm. that I never knew that was in there that is actually in there. I haven't updated to the latest version yet, but um, I really want to yeah. with the drum editor and all that sort of stuff, the new and new step sequences and mm. stuff. But, I mean, um, I was going to say to you, if you want a, a, an arpeggiator, um, the machine, that's... I mean, that's got arpeggiators and everything built into it and sounds and everything. Mm. Yep, true. But, I mean, if you can do it in um, Logic, it's even easier, yeah. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of preset patterns you can edit and change. You get ones that kind of work for you and they just edit to make it work and it's yeah. super easy. Because yeah. um, does it just generate a MIDI track? Like, so you can actually move the notes around and stuff? Or? Uh, no, it's like a, its own plugin. Yeah, but quite often with the plugins, you can then um, you generate a, a sequence, and then you can yeah. put that sequence just as a MIDI track on your. Because then the, one of the things is if you use too many of those plugins, the plugins are quite um, CPU hungry. But if you you can basically turn the plugin off, but you just put you assign whatever sound to it, and you just have it as a MIDI thing, and then you can actually. I don't know if you can with that, but with a lot of arpeggiators, it just becomes a MIDI track and you have this little, you know, the little yeah. dots and you can move the dots around That's and change notes around. Sure, yeah. Like with a lot um, with I the drummer plugin as well. well. You... Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, because that's, especially things like machine and stuff, they get very CPU uh, hungry if you, if you use a lot mm. of it anyway. But what yep. you can do is you can then convert that into a, just a MIDI MIDI track and then just assign the sure. sounds to it. Yeah. What I do with um, because the way, way I use machine is very sort of wussy. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's very. I I'm only just scratching the surface of it. And often what I do is because I know you, it's very you know, heavy on the CPU usage. So I often end up just printing it as audio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If it's just you can't you know, sample can't. kick. You can most things print them as MIDI, and then um, so you can okay. just still change it, but you're not actually using yep. machine. But you just you you used machine to generate the MIDI, and then you assign right. the sound to it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've tried that. Mm. But speaking of DAW stuff, Dan, who we were just talking about, he uses Studio One. Lots of people start using that now. Yeah, he's because he bought he went on those um end of financial year sales with Waves or something and bought some new plugins, but they only work on the, the new updated version of Studio One, so we had to pay for the upgrade. <sighs> but the new version, apparently, you can open the session in Logic and Pro Tools and all these other things. Oh, so like, like oh, okay. Cross-platform DAW wow. session. Yeah. What, what, what will How they cool think of next? What will they think of next? That's just crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard a lot of people, a lot of, there's just the two newer DAWs that everyone raves about is Studio One and Reaper. That's the two. Um, or oh, and Luna too. Well, Luna, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's yeah, that's sort of the UAD thing. But I mean, Studio One yeah. and Reaper is sort of anyone can use it. Um, mm, true. Weren't you gonna maybe um, convert to Luna at one stage? Yeah, um, I'd still like to try it out because it's free. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, free as long as you have. UAD stuff. But, yeah, you need the hardware yeah. to run it, but um, yeah, yeah, because um, um, apparently it sounds great with all the summing and things. Well, because machines and stuff. Because 
apparently it's meant to I mean the main thing is that your um the is it called a console? Mm. That is integrated yep. into the DAW, isn't it? So it's you don't actually have to yeah. switch between different programs program. and stuff. It's all integrated in one. So you don't have to because who was it? I think I was listening to the um, Hanging Out with Audiophiles um, podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about it, um, how he started using it because he uses UAD and how well it integrates into, you know, so you don't have to go between windows, but he still uses Ableton a lot because you don't have all the sampling and looping um, sure. yep. thing that, things that you have in Ableton now. But um, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. always interesting. I mean, I'm I'm still trying to get my head yeah. around logic, which I still don't really have. I, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing half of the time. So <laughs> more, more than half of the I time. I know, right? P- part of me, I'd love to try to learn it, but I'm also just getting just getting efficient with logic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know I know there's still more to learn. I'm like, oh, I've got to start again from scratch with another self- software. But yeah. I'm sure it'd be. Yeah, a few days it'd be all over it. But no, and that's what you know. Yeah. You talked like you know we were talking to Henning and and people like that who uses for example he uses um, Cubase, and he said, well, mm. he's been using Cubase since the nineties or something like that. And in the in those days, it was just a recorder. You didn't even have um, plugins and stuff. It was just you had volume and pan. That was basically all you had. And then all these mm. things got added to it and sequences got added to it. And he goes, wow, now there's an EQ plugin. Wow, you know. And um, so he sort of grew with it to the point now where he, he knows it so well that it'd just be silly for him to try and learn a new um, a new language, basically, when he knows that language so well. Um, so, you know, it's yeah. whatever you're used to. That's I think a- in the end, they're all pretty much the same. It's whatever you're used to. And you know maybe yeah, especially now yeah uh, maybe ones like Ableton and stuff if you're into electronic music Ableton is probably a, a better option but I mean even Logic now has a lot of that sort of loop based stuff that Ableton had but Ableton's probably still ahead but um, yeah I mean it's all good whatever you're used to whatever works for you in the end that's what you should use totally yeah yeah absolutely and um, yeah what what if you, it kind of comes down to workflow and how you like to think and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what have you maybe learnt on too? If you kind of started doing beat stuff on your laptop with Ableton, Pro Tools might not be the right choice for you. But if no. you came up teching in a bigger studio and you just learnt Pro Tools, then may as well use what, Pro Tools. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. Well, there so, you um, go. So, all, all it, in, in the end, it's just about you people out there making music and recording it and having fun <laughs> doing it. Really, that's all it is about in the end. So, um, yeah. 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 Oh, you, you know what's going to happen in about a week and a day from today? Um, Friday, no. <laughs> I'm going to play my first gig in almost four months next Friday night. Wow. The 10th of July. Cool. Yep. Um, I'm already kind of whinging about it, but <laughs> 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 I like not going anywhere at night. I like staying home, especially in winter now. It's cold. Uh, I mean, cold. Yeah. Um, if people in you know anywhere but Australia listen to this, um, this isn't cold really, <laughs> but for us it's cold. Um, yeah. But it's nice to to stay home. But yeah, uh, have you got any gigs coming? Like, have you got anything booked at all? There might be one coming up in a couple of weeks, but that was just an inquiry. Okay, is that with Greg? Um, no, it would actually be really cool. It's um, one of those live filming concerts they're doing at QPAC. Ah, what doing sound or playing? 
plane, yeah. Ooh. Who with? Um, do you know Jade? Um, what's her name? Jade. Jadington? No. <laughs> Smith. Her, her, her kind of music project name is called Lockett. Ah, Jade Lockett? No. But anyway, she, yeah, she's really cool. It's kind of like sort of dark electro indie pop, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, there you go. A bunch of samples and Jack Hudson's on guitar. Ah. And I've known Jade for quite a few years. She she actually does some like um, some audio teching stuff in in theatre world and in venues in Brisbane. Got into the sound side of things. Oh, so on bass. Yeah, uh-huh. be on bass. First gig back on mm. bass. Wow. Yeah, I said to I said to Zoe, I'm like, that sounds like a really cool gig because you know amazing concert hall, but. I'm gonna to have to find my bass. <laughs> you can just play the u- u- ukulele bass. True. I can. I can see. I know it. where that is. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, I think it needs a um setup for my Fender. Yeah. So I've got some new strings anyway. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. So yeah, we might be entering next podcast. Um, oh, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, next next podcast. Yeah, next podcast. Uh, you'll hear me whinge about the first gig. <laughs> it's cool. in Montville Can't too, wait. so it's up in the mountains. So it's uh. It's cold. So if you, if you live on anywhere near here on the Sunshine Coast, tenth uh, of July at the Montville Cafe, Montville Cafe Bar and Grill, I'll be there from six till nine pm, and probably by mm. about seven, I'm going to be in a lot of pain. <laughs> My fingers going <laughs> to hurt like hell. But um, I've actually um. I've now my acoustic guitar. I brought my acoustic. You know how I would say I bring a different guitar into the house every day. Um, yeah. I've got my acoustic in the house now because I got to start playing acoustic, um, and so now. Uh, I serenade my family for about half an hour to an hour at night to get back into playing the acoustic and singing because I haven't really mm-hmm. done any acoustic guitar playing and any singing really really in the last two months or so, two and a half months. So uh, yep. I need to get back into it. But, yeah, so that's uh, exciting stuff. First gig back coming up soon. Um, and, Sweet. And then I've got one more lined up for July. So that's Two gig July. That's wild. <laughs> Hectic schedule. Hectic schedule. And then we'll see what happens because um depends on how – the thing is I work a lot, you know, in this sort of touristy area here in Noosa and they're still v- fairly restricted with how many people they're allowed to have in. And uh, I think they're struggling a bit financially a lot of these places so they're not necessarily too keen to bring music back too soon. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, uh, you know, one day at a time. Mm, yep. Yeah, I know everyone's. Everyone talks about the whole COVID situation because I guess there's not much else to talk about at the moment. No. And um, actually, yeah, we we said this the other day. I'm really glad. Really can't wait till this is over so we can talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, as far as geeks go, it's just predicting the future. Hey, like there's yeah. no no way, and we can. You can make educated guesses, but that's no. it, just a guess. No, it's so. very up in the air, and it's it's interesting how yeah. this whole thing is going to keep going. And but anyway, we'll find out. Uh, we need we need yeah. to make millions and millions of dollars off this podcast and um, off the YouTube channel. So mm. people subscribe and tell all your friends to subscribe and tell their friends to tell their friends to subscribe and so on and so on. And <laughs> before you know it, everyone in the world will be subscribed, and then we're fine. <laughs> then I don't we, we don't need gigs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I caught up with a um, a lighting guy friend of mine yesterday, and um, we're chatting about this stuff. And his 
he's loving it because he hasn't really had a like a solid break for like 15 years mm. from the industry. He might go away for a week or because he's originally from New Zealand. So he goes see his parents for a week or so, but you kind of still don't really like really stop and relax. Like you're still doing emails for jobs and things and running around seeing relations or visiting people or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, and to the point where he's gone, actually, I'm not sure if I want to go back full time. Like still loves the, the craft and the scene and working with good people, but it's like maybe I should um, – we're talking about having like a side hustle that actually might become almost half-half to the music or entertainment side of your life. Well, hopefully this uh, the YouTube channel is going to start doing that sooner or later. Does I mean, yeah, I've sure. been literally the whole time, I mean, not t- turning that into a, a COVID, you know, podcast, but I mean, when at first the kids were home and we were homeschooling, but all I'm doing is I'm sitting in this room editing videos. That's basic. No difference. The, literally, the only difference for me is I don't go out at night to gigs. That's to me at the moment the only difference. Um, mm. So uh, this side hustle, hopefully, eventually, will start bringing in a little bit of money because uh, yeah. I put a lot of time and effort into this. And um, anyway, uh, okay. On the lighter note, uh, new stuff. So we had. Uh, let's start off with the. The big purple new thing, uh, the big purple elephant <laughs> in the room. <laughs> so we had uh, 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 the awesome people at Ormsby Guitars, Perry Ormsby and everyone there, sent us a Hype GTR, seven-string, uh, multi-scale, not fan fret, multi-scale, because fan fret is a trademark thing, so multi-scale. Oh, is it really? Yeah, uh, guitar. Yeah, right. Um, Alex. I know you. That's, it's right up your alley. You, you. I mean, you are metal to the core. Um, mm. There's, there's, you know, uh, blues lawyers and blues dentists, and you're a, um, <laughs> a metal dentist. <laughs> no, well, not a dentist. Metal dentist. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> no, but uh, so, what were your thoughts on the metal on dentist. the Ormsby seven string? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, uh, I think I've played a fan f- fanned fret instrument. I think fan fret is Ibanez actually trademarked that title. I think. Sure. Correct oh, me if I'm wrong, is. but. Um, I think I've played it maybe like one once, maybe two years ago, but only for like three or four minutes. Some band of sound checking. And I had a quick, quick fiddle, but um, yeah, it's actually surprisingly easy to get used to. Hey. The the like the, the multi scale fan fret thing, yes. The seventh string, no. Yeah. <laughs> I find no. Oh yeah. I actually uh, found it fairly easy. Like after five or ten minutes, I'm kind of playing it. I still I find just simple things like I'm going to play an A minor chord, open chord now. I always I play yeah. an E instead. You just I don't know. I sure. I can't <laughs> get my head around that. And and um. I mean, it gets better the more you play. Of course, it gets better. But that's sort of the main thing for me is is I put I my left hand goes to the wrong string and my right hand plays the wrong string, and then also when some you know when you go okay I'm going to play something in E, there's this sort of three second four second moment where you look at it and you go uh <laughs> where's an E here oh yeah oh yeah you know just just getting getting your for me anyway getting my head around it but um. Sure. I'm really digging it now. I'm really liking it. I've I've been playing it a fair bit um, in drop A, of course. Um, 
Right. And uh, I, I actually really like it. I think it's a cool guitar. I mean, same as you. My only other time really I've played a fan fret seven string guitar is on video um, from 42 Gear Street last year. Uh, me and Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum uh, were playing a uh, mayonnaise seven string headstockless, um, <laughs> really angry looking thing, but it was actually a really cool guitar. Uh, same with the Ormsby. And that was literally the only other time I've played se normal seven strings. Like Ben, our friend Ben, um, all by myself, Ben. Um, <laughs> the last shred eye. Um, he has a universe, or I think he. I, I just saw him the other day, and we were talking, and um, he said it's not. It's actually before it became a universe. It was a se a gem seven string. So before it was one of the very the very first runs before they called it a universe. Um, I've played that one a couple of times, and we had seven strings when I used to work in a music shop. Um, we had them come in every once in a while but there were you know normal seven seven string and i you know played for mm. you know a minute and that's it um you know when you get them out of the box tune it up hang it on the wall um and then rarely ever play it again um so that was sort of my only experiences with seven string guitars and um that's why the the title did you see the title i gave the video the unboxing video we did yeah we unbox a really awesome guitar and then we play it really badly and it's an Ormsby. <laughs> it's a long title, but... Um, <laughs> it's catchy. It's catchy, yeah. It's a cool guitar. I was just thinking. Yeah. Oh, the guitar's amazing. Um, the build quality is fa yeah, really fantastic. Um, the, I was just I'm thinking, really... I wonder if... Sorry, you go. I wonder if... Because I've had five and then six string basses, so I'm used to having like a low B... Oh, yeah. See, there you go. I wonder if that helps, like, with my kind of the thought process. Probably. Because I remember, yeah, when I first got a six-string bass or five-string, it was just kind of like low rumble notes, like random <laughs> jazz notes all over the shop. But <laughs> maybe just, like, you need to connect that dot in your brain Yeah. to think, okay, that's not the lowest note. Yeah. No, yeah. E's not probably. the lowest, yeah. Probably. See, mm. um... Yeah, see, I never played a five-string or six-string bass. I rarely ever play four-string okay. bass. So. <laughs> sure. um, Which is a bummer because you have a cool one. <laughs> the four-string, yeah, I do. Well, I, I do play. Yeah. It's it's on the the you know the couple of tracks I've recorded yep. that I put up on the channel. You know the demo tracks. It's yep. it's it's on most of them. So you know, um, mm. was it? What was I going to say? Um, oh, I was surprised how much I liked it clean and the 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 coil tap thing on it. It sounds really good. Yep. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I plugged it into at home, you know, to play it a few times. And I actually played it with the Digit. We talked about the Digit, um, I think, once or twice before on the podcast. But the, the Poly Effects Digit, which I've got at my place at the moment. And I sort of plugged it in and, and tried a few things out. And um, I really like the clean. It's It has a really spanky clean. And it's funny because mm. you're on the bridge pickup with the, with the, the coil tap. And it doesn't sound like a bridge pickup. It's it it is fuller. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a seven string. I don't know. But maybe it's just a way to the the. And I'm not sure if, even if it is a full coil tap. But I don't know how it works. But the you pull the yeah. the volume knob up. Uh, oh no, the tone knob up. Uh, it sounds really really cool. I really like it. Um, I think for me it's like I'm not a chugga chugga dude. Although it's fun to do the chugga chugga stuff. But um, it's I, I like the the baritone it's an ambient thing having that lower note 
when you play chords with lots of reverb and delay, then you have that that bass note kind of running with it, mm. which I really like. It's almost like <laughs> this might sound weird, but <laughs> it's almost like the the job a cello would do in a string section. Yeah, yeah. Kind of has that yeah. like low throaty upper bass thing. Sort of in between the bass and the violin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Contrabass um, and the violin. I like, yeah, I like those pickups because oftentimes you get those kind of really high gain, high output metal guitars and this, the clean sounds just sound like this weird, weird mid-range in it. Yeah. And, this, and it's very two-dimensional. Two this this was really lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, I really dug it. I'm, I'm a big fan. Well, the, the build quality is great. So now I just have to convince him to yeah. give it to me if, without me having to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no it's, it's, a, it's a cool guitar and, and I'm looking forward to – I've actually – one of the things I want to do is I want to do, uh, you know, those sort of Tuesday morning things that I do every once in a while. I was going to do it more regularly, but I just don't have the time to do it every two weeks. But um, I, wanted, like, I want to record a, a, a track kind of thing again. With yeah. the digit and the um, and the um, um, Ormsby, God, I couldn't think of the name. The seventh string. I want to record a track with those two. Um, with you know, have like sort of sem- semi-produced five-minute-long track with drums and and everything in it, and you know, synth and whatever needs to be in it. Uh, I've got an idea yep. for it already, but uh, I got to sit down and actually do it. But yeah, that would be fun. Cool. Okay. Hmm. Like a super nice. ambient, but with a bit of chugga chuggerness in it, because you need to when <laughs> you have a seven string. Uh, and the other elephant in the room <laughs> that um, I just got the big square, the big the, square black one, the big square black elephant in the room, um, amplifier shaped. Which elephant. I, 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 yeah, I mean, so um, <laughs> there will be. Oh, it's probably not till after this. So the po- this is the, this is an exclusive on the podcast because I'm going to do a um, like a sort of semi first impressions video on this. Um, I bought an amp, so this is not sponsored by anyone in no shape or form. I actually bought it um, because I got it at a very um, very good price off our good friend Ben um, Ben Mc- McGregor, the last shred eye. Um, I bought an angle powerball too and it's cool sweet, <laughs> sweet. it's super cool it even sweet. has i don't know well i don't know if you could see that before but it's got a, a lot of tubes in it or valves depending on where you are uh, but it has red leds behind them so the whole thing lights up red and angry oh yeah i can't see yeah. it through there. well it's i turn it's it off now but webcam. um Oh. But um, yeah, sort of in the back of it, behind the tube, so right in the back of the of the chassis, there's a bunch of red LEDs that sort of illuminate the tubes and everything. When you look at it from the front, it illuminates red. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's what you no, want. So I, I, I've been wanting to want get a big multi-channel amp for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, red LEDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, or if you buy Hughes and get the blue LEDs. Um, well, uh, I've been yes. wanting to get I've been wanting to get a big, massive, multi-channel amp head with really good drive sounds for a while, and um, mm. I, I was very impressed. Again, I mean, again, I always talk about it because it's sort of one of the few times I've experienced some of this stuff. But um, Forty Two Gear Street 
was a place where I played uh, a bunch of angle, angle amps and I was incredibly impressed. Um, I played a Hughes & Kettner Tri-Amp Mark III, or is it four, three, four, the latest one, whatever it is, where you have the, yeah. the basically six different amps and you even have different preamps and power amps. So it, it has, you know, different channels go through different valves. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. It actually has separate power amps and separate preamps in it to make the different channels sound differently. And it was an amazing right. amp, the, the Hughes & Kettner. And then I played um, the Engel Invader and an Engel Savage and an Engel Screamer. Um, and I love those amps. They're fantastic amps. And we even there's a video I did with Eirik from Living Rigi Demos where we played ukulele and ukulele bass. through. I think it was an Engel Invader too. Um I'm not sure if it was a scream or the invader. I think it was the invader, um, and it was you know funny and stuff. But I was well impressed with it. And ever since then, I had this little voice in the back of my head going, um, "Wouldn't it be nice to buy get me, buy me, buy yeah, me? Well, wouldn't it be nice to get a, like a multi-channel amp, so one that has some good clean sounds and stuff in it, so I can use it for demos and for things, but then also has super high gain stuff because uh, I don't have anything like that. And uh, yeah. Friedman was another brand and synergy actually was another brand but so you know tried to talk to friedman and synergy and uh, they don't seem to be very keen to send us anything and hughes and kettner up until recently i think only just very recently they got an australian distributor again they lost their australian distributor for a while so maybe i should talk yes. to um to um richard um at hughes and kettner seeing if you know maybe they can send us some stuff but uh angle i was very 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 impressed with angle and uh, Ben was selling his uh, at a very reasonable price. And I just said, yep, I'll take that. So I bought an Engel Powerball 2, which is, everyone says it's this big metal beast with way too much gain, but it's, it's you can, there is no such thing as too much gain. Um, yeah, and I, it's really cool. So four channels, the first channel is, is sort of clean to mild breakup. Um, channel two is probably what you would consider to be more than enough gain for ever. And then you have channel three, which is more. And then you have channel four, which is, I think, just a different variation, different EQ voicing. So not necessarily more gain, but different voicing type. Um, with and I, Oh, and I got the big... Um, I, have, I haven't even got it out of the box yet, but I got the big um, um, like MIDI kind of type um, switching thing for it as well, which um, it's fun. I don't know exactly how to do it, but it's this massive thing, and all you do is you plug in a TRS cable, and that bring, delivers the the power for it and does all the switching. So this massive yeah. thing. Anyway, um, so Z9, wizardry. I think, or something like that. German wizardry, but man, what an amp! Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's it, it. A lot of people would look at it and go, "That's not." really you that's a metal amp but it totally is me um and you can get i think you can get just about any sound out of it it's it's um the amount of stuff you can do with it i don't know if you can see if you put your special glasses on all the knobs um and you have these you know mid boosts and um there's a the mid boost knob it's like a wow almost <laughs> it's very very you know you can do a lot of settings with right. mid boost and so anyway, yeah. so there, there'll be a bunch of videos on that. Um, and I thought it's sort of fitting now with the seven string as well that I have an amp that can do the almost be a bit of justice. 
Yeah, cool. Nice. Getting into so, yeah, heavy so that's the other rock new thing. world. In me, yeah. My, in my, I mean, my, uh, this is, must be my midlife crisis um, metal phase I'm going through. Some people buy um, <laughs> motorbikes. Uh, some people buy convertibles. Some I go through my midlife crisis metal young phase. Young girlfriends. Young girlfriends, yes, yes. Hey, speaking um, of guitars. Speaking of young what's girlfriends. What's your thought on the Vanda? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and we got yeah. the Vanda. That's right. So that's another thing we got, the um, the Ostel yeah. by Vanda. Um, I dig it. It's a good guitar. You, you've had it now for a little mm. while. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've played a little bit. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's it's such a weird sort of like lame thing when you think about it. Like a, it sounds great and plays well, but I'm not sure about the color. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the color. You know, I like the look of it. I really dig it. Yeah, right. I'm I'm not sold, but um, it's like, you keep catching yourself going. It's such a like lame thing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not worry about, you know, um, sort of have second thoughts about. So, uh, but yeah, plays plays great. And I guess if you're playing it, you don't look at it as much as no. if you were looking at someone else play it. So. And it's I really fun. like the the pickup selection that he put on there because mm. it's a quite a low gain, relatively dark neck pickup, um, and then it's quite a high output. Um, bridge pickup and have you played around much with the tone control because he wired it differently so it's 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 a oh, no. um it's almost like a wah so he he oh. said the way he wired the the tone control is um uh he likes he doesn't like using normal tone controls it just because he says that n- he never uses them but he has it mm-hmm. done in a way where you can almost dial in like a cocked wah sound yeah, the old to, to help you, um, I mean, he said, oh. you know, when it comes to lead and stuff, it helps you to find a frequency that fits that you can that cuts through. And I think it's a really good idea, actually. Um. It's a, it's a, um, I really like it. So, um, it has it. So, the Ostel basically stands for Offset Telecaster by Vander Guitars from Melbourne, Australia. Um, Melbourne, Melbourne, and uh, it's it's a it's not very offset, but ever so slightly offset telly. So to me, it looks like a Telecaster that sort of melted ever so slightly, and the top kind of just kind of tipped to the to the right. <laughs> it's not as far as a Jazzmaster. No, it's... and it's it 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 sort of reminds me a little bit of a not quite as offset um, Tolman. Or Talman, 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 whatever you pronounce it, the Talman. Ibanez Talman. Yeah. The Talman Almost is a bit that. more offset. It's slightly less offset version of the Talman, mm. Talman, Talman. Um, yes. But yeah, I love the the Rio Grande, muy grande pickup he's got in the bridge. That's a great sound. That's just, you know, real good rocky telly sound. Yeah. I dig it. It's a cool That's, guitar. Yeah. You, you can see why I like those pickups there. <laughs> In, yeah, in the, in the well, yours are different. Yours are the the yeah. different again. The what are yours? A Dirty Harry or something like that? The P ninety P ninety kind of style ones. In in the guitar that lots of people ask us about all the time. The yeah. um, but the offset I think belly. maybe they might be too too much in that guitar because it's like a um, mahogany body and maple cap. I think the P ninety things is just too too like fat with the mahogany. Oh. You lose, you lose some spank. Some maybe, maybe you should put a muy grande in. Ah, muy grande. Muy grande, si, si. 
and then I could keep those other ones for my sweet baritone bill I'm going to do in like four years' time and uh, I'll finally get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> Got to think about these things. Of eh? course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, speaking nice. of baritone, so, okay, I mean, we should talk about, so we've talked about the, the two new guitars, we've talked about the new amp. Um, um, we should talk about stuff we've done recently and stuff that arrived and some videos we've done. So we finally did a video on the baritone and we also did a um, the, the Eastwood baritone that I've been using in tons of videos and the uh, Eastwood Airline Twin Tone that you've been using um, a lot. Mm. And uh, so just just what were your thoughts on, you know, what, just sort of quickly on the two guitars? Yeah, they're fun. After, after I think we talked about this last podcast because eh? we um, oh, ended up we? looking at... um. The website afterwards. Oh yeah, true. That's we right. Through. Yeah. And after we finished the the podcast, we end up spending like half an hour just chatting about all the other different models. Like that are there. Yeah. Yeah. Have one of those and one of those and one of those. I'm. So design wise, they're so much fun. Like they just look great. And speaking of Eastwood, there could be, and it could even happen during the podcast. Uh, they've sent us the new Valco Blood Buzz. Is it Blood Buzz Fuzz? Is that what it's called? Blood something. Um, um, shampoo. Valco. Hang on, let's try to blood. Blood party. Blood buzz. Blood. The Valco blood buzz, blood buzz. fuzz, which is um, um, this sort of big, massive thing that's based on the love tone cheese sauce, uh, and it looks kind of. It's not. I think the cheese sauce is like an orange blue thing, and that's just a grey sort of color. But it's the same sort of shape as the old big love tone. And that should be arriving. It says today before five o'clock. It's meant to be arriving. So, um, sweet. Was it half past three now? Yeah. So um, mm. that could be here. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that could be here. Um, yeah, anytime. So uh, that's coming as well. Um, Actually, um, Jack Hudson messaged me. Or well, I think we we're talking on the phone the other day, and he said, "Oh, watch the the baritone video." Yep. He goes. That's sick. He goes, he goes, I think, he said, I should have that and you should have the seven string because that's more your world. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I'm actually really keen. Yeah. I'm actually really keen now. I, it's, I, sorry? I like, I really like that baritone, but I think I want one. I think we said this last time. I th want it to be twangier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, the P90s are just a bit too nice. It's, it's, uh, but, uh, well, the, the I, I like it though because the, the neck pickup is just this massively huge sound um mm. and the bridge is just because it's a P p90 it's kind of gnarly and it's a it, it yeah. is a bit yeah. angry and and dirty and I quite like that um but you but, use it for like rock stuff and ambient stuff too hey? That's well, I've been using two. it at home when I record stuff. I've been using it um to double guitars you know if there's heavy guitars yeah. or, or you know distorted guitars. To just have a, an octave down, or even just a lot mm. of times having the that extra fifth, you know, lower. Because um, mm. I mean, you basically yeah, it's true. it's almost like having. I mean, actually, there was one guy who uh, someone commented on the video saying he thinks of a baritone as a capo in reverse, and I was sort of thinking mm. about it. Yeah, so that's right. Baritone to if you take a baritone and you put the capo on a fifth fret, it's a guitar. Yeah, and if you take a guitar and you put the cape on a fifth fret, it's a ukulele. 
So they're or related in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, um, yeah, yeah, so totally. I mean, the, the thing I like doing quite often at home is when you, you know, you, let's say you're playing a distorted guitar part and I don't know, it's, mm. let's say it's, it's E, oh, I don't know, not E, maybe it's F to, or F sharp, let's say to D or something like that. Um, yeah. With the baritone, you still play that same F sharp power chord, but you add that lower octave fifth on it, um, and it mm. just makes. If you if you double that um, as a, you know double the track, so you have the normal guitar and a baritone with that extra lower B, it just adds so much fatness to the to the track. So that's what I've sort of been doing with some of the stuff at home, and that's sort of how I've been using but it. But it's not it's not just adding more bass to your sound; it has this weight and kind of yeah. growl to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. No, it's I love that baritone. That's that's one of my favorite guitars. I actually also just had um, the Descendant vibrato arrive, um, and I was going to put that yeah. on a baritone, but I thought I'm going to put it on my um, blue um, um, blue Jazzmaster style guitar that I use in pretty much all the videos, just to just to give it a try to see the difference between that and a mastery. And then okay. I installed it, and it didn't work. It basically was stuck and then i messaged chris and hi, by the way hi chris uh chris swope from swope guitars who makes the descendant vibrato um and again it's not sponsored i paid for it for it. that was not a sponsored thing but um or it won't be a sponsored thing but he messaged me and he said um he needs to tell more people about it and that sort of stuff there is actually a thing where um because he there's so much stuff underneath the, the plate because one of the things with descendant vibrato is yeah. I've mentioned before there's slots in the plate so if you think of a jazz master vibrato and you think of the plate right and then mm. there's slots in the plate so the strings can actually to give the strings a, a, a greater break angle over the bridge the strings can actually go into the body of the guitar through these slots so you can lower the, the whole thing yep. and because there's so much stuff in there there's quite a lot of stuff underneath and he was saying um because mine is an mjt guitar so uh, i don't mm. know if it was me or if it was mark shipton who put the um the mastery bridge that was in it in there before in but he said sometimes when people just plonk it in and just because mjt doesn't have pre-drilled screw holes and he says sometimes okay. when people just plonk it in they don't actually put it exactly in the middle in the right spot and what he said is it happens with a few people now is that the whole trim is actually all it takes is a millimeter closer to the bridge, right? Because there's a bit of play, right, right? Okay. in the hole. Yeah. And because there's so much stuff underneath there, uh, he mm -hmm. said that's most – I haven't actually undone it yet, but that's most likely what it is is the front catches the – the, the, the wood basically and it gets stuck there okay. and it doesn't move up and down and all it takes is moving it like a fraction of a millimeter and then it works um right. so i'm gonna have to redo all that and see what i can do with it or maybe um drill a little bit out of the guitar body um to make it fit mm. um but yeah so it's been a bit of an issue but it's not the the, the vibrato's fault um it's just you know the way these things are but so that that arrived too that's sure. eventually yeah. going to end up on a baritone sorry long 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 winded story but oh okay okay cool interesting hmm. Hmm. but um what, what i wanted to say one of the things and it's funny because we talked about it last time after after the podcast when we we're looking at all the um eastwood stuff the website um i'm kind of keen to get a base six 
And mm. since I've said that, um, have, they, have you? Sorry, have you played one before? Uh, yeah, I played one at at, the, at Music at Noosa. They had one of the Squire, um, yeah, kind of jag, uh, Jaguar looking ones, Jazzmaster with the three pickups. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. And I, I, I kind of dig it. So that's again, that's I think an E below what the B would be in a baritone. Down an octave from guitar. Down an yeah. octave from the guitar, and it's so it's yep. the octave between That's bass right. and guitar. Um, mm. but um, yeah, I've played one once. It's cool. Yeah, but but since well, we did that last time, and then um, sixty cycle hum. Uh, Ryan's doing this uh, traveling show where he goes. He went to this music shop, and he's just playing guitars that are at this music shop, and he played um, um, one of the Squire Bass Sixes, and it sounded so cool. And then our friend, who's hopefully going to be on the podcast, maybe on the next podcast or the one after it, uh, Mike uh, Pusheen, I think. I don't know if it's how you pronounce it properly, but he has this, he has an Instagram channel and he, he wrote a lot of articles for magazines and stuff, um, but he also start, has his YouTube channel now. He put up a video uh, not long ago on a Bass Six as well. So there's all this Bass Six stuff hitting me at the moment and I'm kind of yeah, keen because that sounds really cool I like I like low I, I need to I don't know I need to tune lower I, I need lower just notes need just play bass no but that's too low <laughs> <laughs> I need a tenor bass a tenor bass well, which is basically bass six isn't it just about yeah, yeah. pretty much um, um yeah, even short scale basses are still tuned to the same. Yeah, same note. Well, I was, that's the other thing I was thinking. Actually, I think I messaged you. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe getting a, a short scale bass and pull it, putting mm. um, flat wounds on it to have yep. here. So I've got a normal bass and I've got a, and I'd like to get a real little short scale thing, um, and yeah, stick flat wounds in it just to get that that flat wound sound, like the Motowny Motowny kind of sound. Yeah, Beatles um, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, short scales are really fun to play. I had that SG bass for a while. That was fun. Well, I that was, that was short. Yeah, I would really like to get. I was actually been looking like an, an old sixties, really trashy like Japanese thing, or um, you know, like like something not not something new, something old with 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 a bit mm -hmm. of mojo to it. Um, and it doesn't have to be great. Just sort of cheap old thing from the sixties. Um, yep. Yeah, cool. That just has a certain, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to get that. There's too many things sure. I want to get. That's the problem at the moment. It's <laughs> I, ha I have a problem. I have a lot of problems. Yeah. Okay, moving along. So um, the, um, oh, yeah, the airline. Uh, let's quickly talk about the airline because um, um, that's the, another guitar. Mm -hmm. um, we did a video on that. I don't know. The video isn't out yet, but it'll be out soon. Yep. So what, what are your thoughts on the airline? Yeah, it's pretty cool um i i don't think it's quite as cool as the baritone like the pickups are a little bit flat no, you can always and, change um them. yeah yeah but definitely it's not like get, get rid of it or anything but um i think it's be cool guitar to mod yeah and um pimp out a bit and um yeah i'm not sure what else you could do with it maybe a bigsby could be fun oh yeah you can get. Uh, um, they're meant to be really good because it's got a, a tunematic style bridge, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. You can get uh, those Duesenberg bridges, which um, have you seen them? Some people have been putting them into the oh. um, 
into the the squire of the 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 Starcaster squires, and it's basically it's yeah. a it's like a Bixby bridge, but it goes you just screw it straight into the um, the tunematic bit. It yeah. fits in there, and it's it's just a small like a mini Bixby that kind of fits in there, and they're meant to be better than a lot of Bixbys and stay in tune really well. Do they have kind of like quite thin like steel rod? It's not it's not doesn't look very chunky. Is that the one? I think so. Uh, hang on, let's see if I can bring it up for uh, again the people with the special glasses. Um. Hey, guess who has a Duesenberg on the coast and who's on the coast? Uh, who? Hack. Oh, does, oh, did he did he end up buying one? Yeah. Ah, that that crazy he's, hack. He's back. He's back from Melbourne. Oh, is he living he's here back. again? Yeah. So I saw him this week, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, we've got to catch up with Hack. Um, hang on. I'll see if I can, oh, for you, no one else can see it, but let's see if I can share the screen. Uh, Chrome tab, um, this one, share. Can you see it now? Um, ah, here. Yeah, yes. there, there we yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was thinking that of, That one. Yeah. So it's, it's ah, it fits cool, into cool. the... the it sort of sits in the tunematic bit. Uh, it so it sits in the not the bridge, but the the tailpiece part of the tunematic. Oh, okay, no, that won't work then. Ah, oh, doesn't it? Is yours no, like a wraparound only, thing, or it has a wraparound thing on the tail, but then it just has the tunematic bridge part, but not the actual string holders because it's got the tailpiece that goes down ah. to the, the strap button. See, because this is the close-up, yeah. so you know that's like the yeah. bridge, and then. It's lovely yeah, you still need a bridge though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay. If that's the bridge, what's the part where it actually goes over and you adjust the intonation? Is that the other? Well, that's what bridge? I mean. That's not the bridge. That's the. That's not the bridge. That's a tailpiece. That's what I mean. It's the. So this is for yeah. people that are listening to this. This is kind of kind of crap, but. So it's basically it's like a Bigsby thing, but it's it's a small. If you think of it like a Les Paul, right? You have the tailpiece and you have the bridge. Uh, of the tunematic, and this is a thing that actually just fits into the tailpiece. So this is the bit that holds your strings in. It's not the bridge. So you need to here. This is a good picture here. So if, if you if you um, yep. just type in uh, Duesenberg um, trem, that's what that's what all I did. See, like here you can see the picture. No, this yeah, goes to video. Ahead. Ah, that was very loud. I don't it's know if that was loud for everyone else, but for me that was very loud. It's a lovely design. Like designs like looks great. Yeah, and apparently it's meant to be really, really good. But yeah, so it's a thing that it's yeah. you can retrofit any tunomatic guitar. And it's I think it's meant for Les Pauls and stuff like that. You can retrofit yeah. it and you don't have to drill any extra holes because it fits into the the tailpiece. And it has a built-in vibrato and it's meant to be um a lot more stable than than a lot of Bigsby's. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but so it doesn't work for you because um, you. No. So it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the two separate like a bridge and a tailpiece. No, because it goes down to that like triangle triangular piece that hang, comes off the bottom of the guitar. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. So it's it's got like a, okay, an actual like a like a okay, 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 okay. Well then, I think all you'd need is a um, yeah, uh, is what are they called? The 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 vibramate, vibramate, which is yeah, the thing you again. You just screwed into yeah. the 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 um 
where you where the strap lock goes, and yeah. you screw it into the actual bridge, and then it it um, yep. you, you you can you can screw the Bigsby onto that. Yeah. Yep. It's all you dual. should get that. That'd be cool. Mm. Yeah. Be you definitely should. Definitely should. Uh, uh, and man, fine. we're almost at an hour, but we haven't even really talked about. It. Let's quickly talk about because we got a bunch of MXR stuff. And we did a video on the mm. super badass fuzz and the classic 108 fuzz, um, which again, the, the videos aren't out yet, but we filmed them. Um, so they'll be out, one of them anyway, will be out next week. Um, what were your thoughts yeah, on those? Varic. I really like the Varac fuzz. The but super um, badass, cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's basically for, for, really... for people, if anyone who doesn't know, it's a fuzz and you have a knob on it where you can actually starve it. Um, it's like it, when you have a, a lot of people talk about fuzzes and they sound really good when the battery's used, like not full, and you can actually starve the voltage. So you can turn it down to, is it five volts and all the way up to 15 volts? Mm. Sorry, I interrupted. <clears throat> yeah, no, it just seems like a really usable tool for recording um, because it kind of gets that really down low. You kind of get that really super blown out small amp thing. Yeah. Like, um, which would be great for kind of, you know, anything you don't want pristine guitar sounds for, like blue stuff and rock tunes and be cool for layering actually on top of like a fat crunchy part. Yeah. 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 Mm. I really dug them. I, I liked them both. And sorry, go. Yeah. Uh, and it gets quite singing, like high gain and high voltage. But um, yeah. the other classic one, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't really my thing. Um, I still liked it. That, that the, the mini, mini classic 108. Yeah. It's just that flavor didn't really speak to me. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, but I definitely, I mean, but the other, other two. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same here. The super badass yeah. was was pretty super badass. That's a cool pedal. Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, what else did we do? We did uh, oh, we did the rat off. Mm. That's another video that's not out yet, but it's coming out soon. So we did it. Um, we had the kink guitar pedals, the Russian plague, which has his sort of take on a rat rat in it. And uh, I've got an old rat, which is a rat too, but with uh, what is it? MN three hundred eight chip is that what it is mm. mn3 right whatever the whatever the the chip is and then what Lots was the other one chip. what was the third oh the fuzzrocious rat tail which is now called mm. cat tail uh what were your thoughts on the rats yeah they're great they're, all those all those three are really solid pedals um and there might be another one i don't know if you saw the other one that darren message, yeah from Dazzletronics. Yeah. yeah there might be some more rat shootouts coming yeah and um there's something about those circuits, like any of the variations, they just record really well. Like, yeah. It's just instant, big, great rock and roll sounds. And um, they're, they're all great, just different. I think we both said it in the videos that some combinations of guitars and individuals, like variations on that rat circuit works really well. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that guitar and that pickup and that combination, that pedal with that yeah. amount of drive is just magic. And yeah. then the other guitar with the other pedal, it's just yeah. yeah. You, you find those combinations with anything, whether yeah. it's distortions or whatever. Yeah. Same with the fuzz video we did with uh, the um, uh, way huge Russian pickle and the um, kink pedal and another pedal. What was the third one? 
a JHS one? JHS, that's right. Um, it was a yeah. – someone commented, you know, that um, – Oh, you guys, I thought you guys were giving JHS a hard time until the end, but we weren't giving it a hard time. They were all good, but to me, there was just something missing in the JHS with the single coils, but then as soon as you played a humbucker guitar, the JHS was the standout winner for me. Um, it mm, just, yeah, sure. different pickups will rack. I mean, it's the same circuit, but it's not exactly the same circuits. They, you know, tweaked ever so slightly. They're, yeah. Whoever designs it, designed it versions, you know, of that, and... Um, different guitars will speak differently, you know, and, and it was the same with the Rat. So I remember, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but one was, you know, we, I think both of us preferred with humbuckers and then this, it's always a humbucker single coil thing. I think that some work yeah. better with humbuckers, some work better with single coils. Yep. Yeah. And it, yeah, it kind of comes across, um, often comes across the designer's personal taste, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is cool because then you, then you end up sort of either digging it or not digging it. But that means that's a good thing because you have an opinion on it. It means it actually yeah. gives you some something something back. Yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's kind of, I think that my thing about gear is it's good to have an opinion on it because it actually makes you feel something. Like it's yeah. okay to really love stuff and it's okay to really not like stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. But when something's really beige and you just don't like, if it's there, that's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to help anyone. No. Because if you really hate something or you just really don't like it, it means someone else is going to absolutely love it. Of course, there's always someone who loves yeah. everyone. Like, there's always something for, for everyone, you know. Um, and yeah. there's certain things that everyone likes, that someone likes and someone else doesn't like. And I mean, the world would be boring if it wasn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> If it was all beige and middle. Exactly. And I guess that's kind of the whole point of we started doing this before we even did the YouTube thing of just getting together and like giggling out with pedals and see see which ones we pers personally dug. And lots of giggling. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, we should do a remake of the um the pro pedals. The pro which sorry, which ones? The, the Oh the Zivex probe. Oh yeah, the probe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We should. We should. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> With lots of giggling. Base probe. Um, yes. did, did we, last <laughs> podcast, did we talk about the um, the boss chorus and the chorus shootout? Did we talk about that last time? I think we did. Yes. Did we? Because I'm just trying to think of things we've filmed um, recently yeah. that, um, yeah. Well, and the other thing is I did the X-Tomp. Uh, did we talk about that as well? And there's a bunch more videos coming out with the X-Tomp, um, the Hot Tone, which I, I was quite impressed with, I have to say. I think you had a mm. just a little play with them, with it, but um, I yep. was quite impressed with it. Um, just looking at videos we've done, like there's you know a list I've got on you know, my computer of stuff we've done and that we haven't maybe talked about. Oh, we did a video. Did we talk ever talk about it? The Line 6 FM4? I still have to edit it. That's a long video. Yeah, sure. As part of the FM4. So Line 6 FM4, Alex, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's good. It does silly filter things. It's kind of that, because I've got the Rack one. Yeah. The um, Rack Filter Pro, whatever it is. Filter, filter Pro. Pro, yeah. And um, for me, it kind of, you just go through presets and go click, 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 click. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. And then like, oh, wow, that's really, really, really super cool. Yeah. And it's kind of that icing on the cake for recording songs. Yeah. You want some ambience or texture type things. 
Didn't you use that on Sorry. with a saxophone with Dion once? Yes, I did. Yes. There you go. So good, even sax- good, saxophone. Good remembering. good remembering. That's what I do. I, I is the remembering guy. <laughs> is you? My brain is the whiz one. <laughs> I is the whiz kid. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's. Uh, I I love the Line Six stuff. I'm a big fan. So um um mm. for me, and I think the only one we got to do now is to delay. We've done all the other ones to four button ones. So um. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I just remembered the other thing that showed up is um, this thing. Oh, the yeah, yeah, cool. QGS800, which I think stands for Quad Gain Stage 800 by Turner Electronics. So Turner Electronics is a local guy here where we live, uh, or a bit further north. He lives uh, near Gympie. Uh, Lee Turner, who um, he, I think he's a, like an authorized repair guy for a lot of companies and stuff like that. And he has a music school up there. And he builds his own pedal. So this is an all-valve drive, which it, it only just arrived today. So um, um, Alex hasn't even tried it yet. But it's cool because I'll put some photos up at some stage. But did I show you that before, that it has the on the back, it, has, it says mm. T-S-F-A-H-T-P-S? The Zipphone's maybe not better. It's, it's a catchy name. Yeah, we're very catchy. So this is sort of our custom um, thing. It's pretty cool. I plug, it's, so it's an all-valve um, overdrive. Um, mm. And it is pretty good, um, I have to say. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> no, it, it, it's pretty, only good just, pretty good um, here. I only just plugged it in once just before we started this podcast because it just arrived um, just before we started the podcast. And I didn't expect it to be quite as high gain as it is, but there's a lot of gain on there and a lot of volume. And the EQ is mm. quite active. And there's also a boost switch. So you're also on top of having quite a lot of gain – um, you have a uh, 6 dB gain boost switch on, on it as well. So there'll be a video on that coming up. Um, but that's a pretty cool pedal that just arrived. And we also just got, um, so this is stuff that's coming up, right? We've got the Strayer Drive by Kink, um, Kink Guitar Pedals. Um, and the graphic is just awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, so yeah, mate. If, yeah. If, if, yeah, no, nah, yeah, 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 nah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. If 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 <laughs> if people don't know about this, is it Mike, Mike Nolan? Is that the Mike Nolan show? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. check don't out. Don't watch the, it with your kids around. Don't watch it. No, no, there's a lot of swearing in it. Um, but it's it's like a a, a a cartoon thing on YouTube, the a Mike Nolan show, and it's a very Australian yobbo dude. And the guy on the, if you look at, if you go to King Guitar Pedals uh, website or to their Instagram. And you look at the the graphics of the Straya drive, sort of he reminds me of Mike Nolan, uh, Nolsey. Does look um, a bit like, looks a bit yeah. like that, yeah. And so it's it's a really cool pedal. It's half it, it, same as with the the Russian Plague. It's the same sort of layout. And one half is a um, eight hundred eight style drive, and the other half is a governor style Marshall style drive. And it um, it's really cool. So I did an unboxing video of it. That's coming out soon. Is there an auto switch on that one too? Okay. No. Toggle switch? Uh, no. Uh, there's two toggle switches okay. for um, uh, on the 808, there's symmetrical and asymmetrical clipping. Mm-hmm. And on the governor side is t- different diodes. I'm not sure what the diodes are. Hang on. Oh, it'd be like a blue diode and a red diode? Yes. 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 A blue rinse and a. 
It's like a, a like a blueberry and then a grapefruit one and then like on, maybe a raspberry f- flavor. Exactly. On one side it says diode and on the other side it says FET LED. Uh, so it's a different LEDs. clipping different clipping options. Um, and I dig sure. it because I mean I love Marshall style drives. I'm a big fan of the Governor. And I want to do cuz I've got an old an actual Governor, Marshall Governor. And uh, remember the goo? Yeah. The, um, I don't think the company exists anymore, but um, the what were they called? The, oh, really? I don't even remember. You still what have they, it, hey? Um, yeah, the Goo. It's a great drive. So the Goo is a pedal that they cool. did. What, what was the company? I think it was a Greek company. Ah, Tone Concepts. That's right. I don't think they actually exist oh, anymore. <laughs> that sounds Greek. <laughs> no, 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 but they're Greek. Greek. No, it's like jam okay. pedals are Greek and they're not, you know, yeah. it doesn't sound Greek. Uh, tone Concepts, um, I think they're Greek. And it was a pedal they did in collaboration with Nels Klein, who, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Nels Klein um, fan as a guitarist. And he wanted, um, he, he really liked, well, I think his, the concept behind it was they asked him if he, want, they wanted to, he wanted to collaborate on a pedal. And he said he wants, uh, everyone makes overdrives and fuzzes. He wants a distortion pedal because there aren't enough yeah. good distortion pedals out there. And he wanted something that is like the governor because he really likes the governor, Marshall governor pedal, but with less knobs and one that won't break. Because I think one of the things with a lot of these old Marshall pedals, they are quite flimsy. Um, so he wanted one that uh, with just three knobs and uh, an on-off switch and it won't break. And um, I like the, 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 the names of the knobs. So one is volume. One is shininess and one is viscosity. <laughs> shininess is shininess. That's I f- great, isn't I it? I forgot about that. Yeah, shininess. Um, and it's. I remember we did the video, and I think we we're both quite impressed with it. And I, I mean, I like it. It's a. It's a great. I love the governor sound. I'm. A, I'm a big fan of that. So I reckon that this is time for another shootout, a, a governor shootout. The um, the Strayer drive versus it. the tone concepts versus the actual governor. Sure, we have to call it the Hello Governor. Uh, oh yes, yes, the Govn Gov off. <laughs> Hello Governor off. Hello, well, we had the Muff off and we had the Rat off, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've I've become a big fan of of Kink Pedals. That he makes some yeah. really really cool stuff, and I love the graphics. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like it. Um, yep. There's a lot of really good Australian stuff being made at the moment. So on that note, we've gone. Um, oh, I should just say: Is there anything else that you've got coming up, or anything before we end it? Because we should end it soon. We've gone about an hour ten now. So, very good. Yeah. Um. Nothing more new gear wise. Just that I was chatting to um, Darren about the rat rat pedal, but that would be fun. Yeah. Um. No, not particularly. I have some things I need to tidy up in the studio, but that's more just like routing things. I finally need to get the MIDI clock going to all my MIDI things so I can have the Boss Slicer and the Line 6 racks in tempo clocked. Yeah. All the stuff, I just need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to do these things. Well, the good thing with the Line 6 ones is they've got MIDI in and out so you can just piggyback them all. But does a slicer in and out? Yeah, I think so. Because that then, I mean, all you need is one, one. No, no, just 
just in. in. Yeah. Um, well, you can run it right at the end. So you could go into a bunch could of rack stuff. I know um, the Zoom, our favorite, one of our favorite Zoom ones that's got in and out. You can just have one um, MIDI channel going into into like the um, line six, into mm-hmm. the next line six, into the next line six, into the Zoom, yep. and back out into, into the Boss Slicer. So you can have it all in one line. Because you can pretty much True. piggyback them all. Yeah, I think so. But, um, yeah, I've I've got that MIDI breakout box, the USB thing, the yeah. Motu one. But I mean, that way you can just you can save all the other MIDI outs. Because I think what, what is that four MIDI outs? I think so. Yeah. Because then you can have it run another one to um, if you ever have a synth. Well, you can run another one to your synth rack thing, and mm. you could run another one to the. Um, um, mod duo as well because I mean you can MIDI sync that as well for stuff true. yeah um, true yeah but I think mod duo is also MIDI in and out I'm pretty sure so you can you know and if I ever give it back to you you can um, it is MIDI in and out you can do the um, which I won't but if I if I will ever give it back to you the digit <laughs> that's MIDI in and out as well <laughs> it is I don't think I will I, I I may forget it every time I come to your place. Go, oh, I forgot it again. What oh, a shame. Convenient. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoopsie. It's pretty amazing. Eh? It's cool. Yeah, I more, really dig def- it. Definitely more more stuff coming up than that. Did you see uh, Ben and Gear? Do you, do you watch his channel, Ben and Gear? No. He, um, he's and a Gear. we as a our the super fun channel is subscribed to him. He's sort of a guy. He does a lot of um, synthy stuff, but then he also does some guitar stuff. He plays guitar as well, and he just did a video on the digit, and there's, he got some really cool sounds out of it actually. And I didn't know this until I watched the video. Um, there's a, a a whole bunch of the sounds on there on the Bebo and the digit. Um, uh, there's a, a, a modular company, modular or Eurorack company called Mutable Devices. Mm. And they make uh, a whole bunch of different, more effect-orientated um, Eurorack mod- uh, modules. Um, so they do one called Clouds and one called Plates and a few other ones, which are sort of weird think, granular delays and stuff. The math. They do maths so, too, don't they? I think so, yeah. Uh, well, that all that yes. stuff is in there because the uh, mutable devices, all their stuff is open source, so they... You can so just really? use their stuff, That's yeah. Cool. So the granular delay oh, and stuff in sense. it is actually that. So, yeah. All right, because I've seen people do like clones of those those modules. Yeah. So, the, so apparently, mo- I, ah, that makes I don't know why, why they, do, they it. do it, but they do all their stuff. They have all the what? I guess it's not schematics because it's digital. Whatever the digital version of schematic is, it still schematics in digital world. Uh, the source, the nerd, code, whatever. Extra nerdy schematics. Source code? Let's just call it the source code. Um, is sure. open source, so they anyone can use it. Um, and uh, he put it in there into the digits. So, so a lot yeah. of the, a lot of, like that, that really that cool granular delay. Like, yeah. Does that become open source source? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. How does, a, how does a Spanish guy order salsa and not salsa? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if you want salsa and then you get salsa I don't know how that works this is for the young people out there Seinfeld reference or, anyway. or on the uh, Simpsons when Homer goes to Mexico and he's like 
What's the Spanish word for tacos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so there'll be lots of videos with a digit because that thing is is freaking amazing. Um, mm. And that's to me, that's a massive pedal of the year content- contender there already as well. Oh, yeah. So I've got two that are already pretty much very, very high on the list and very hard to beat. Um, so, uh, yes, so stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. So on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, thanks for sticking around till the cool. end. If you stuck around till the end, um, send us a message saying, I've made it. <laughs> Be interesting to see if anyone <laughs> sticks around this long. So, um, yeah. Um, I've made it and thanks for nothing. That's what you should, that's, that's, yeah. Send us a message saying that. I've made it, thanks for nothing. Um, <laughs> Tom will remember that. Because yeah, once we got a message saying, we made it, I'm like, what? What, what are the, why are people like, sending like, us messages saying I've made it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, and we might have finally soon, because I talked to uh, Ben when I got the angle of him, um, the, the, the one, the only Ben. Um, maybe on the podcast very soon. Mm. So, uh, yes. Follow that up. Yes, yes, yes. Hopefully, um, it would be really cool to have him on the show. So, um, hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll have him on very soon. So, on that note, thank you so much, everyone, for listening um, and tuning in. Like I said early on, uh, don't forget, maybe take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to us and uh, either email it to us at time at gmail.com so that's super fun awesome happy time at gmail.com or go to our facebook or facebook group or instagram and send it to us uh there all the links to everything are below in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast to um or on or at or whatever um yeah so thanks everyone and thank you alex thanks for hanging out and now that the phone is going off see you next time see you next time see ya